0: He is not here. He has risen. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We are moving into Luke chapter 24 today. Uh, You'll remember uh, at the end of the week, last week we um, studied the section of uh, Luke's Gospel Uh, that gave us the account of Jesus' burial. That was uh, chapter 23, verses 50 through 56. Today we pick up in chapter 24, verses 1 through 8. And um, this is a uh, sweet moment where um, the women who were preparing perfumes and spices to anoint Jesus' body with in the grave come back to the grave to find He is not there, (laughs) and so we'll get into uh, that uh, shortly, Uh, but before we get into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today, and we give you thanks for a new start on a new Monday, and uh, Lord, we don't know what this week will be, uh, but we know that you are the one leading and guiding us into it, and we entrust our lives into your hands Lord, show us the way. Uh, Show us what you would have us do and show us where you would have us go and the people you would have us invest time, energy, and effort in this week. Um, Lord, open opportunities for us to be a witness for you that um, through our lives, the kingdom might be open to some who uh, today don't know you or see you. And uh, What a great thing for our lives to be used for. We uh, ask, Lord, as we study that you would speak through your word Um, and that you would bring new insight and understanding to our hearts. We ask all these things in your strong name. Amen. All right, Luke 24, verses 1 through 8. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners and be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then... They remembered his words. There is a lot going on in these eight verses, and um I think it's interesting how um sometimes it takes our memories time to catch up with what we're being told uh, in the moment something that we're being told, we just don't have the capacity to process it. We just don't have the ability to see what's really being said or understand and perceive in a deep way what's being told to us. Um, throughout Jesus' life with his disciples, and that would be the 12 that he uh, handpicked, but also the group that started following him from place to place. It's likely that these women were a part of that larger group and overheard conversations Jesus was having, either directly with his own disciples or with the larger group of disciples that started following him. Um, But as they encounter the tomb and they see that Jesus is not there, And they encounter the men whose clothes gleamed like lightning, and they're told to remember his words. Uh, uh, They quote Jesus and something that he actually said. um, The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day uh, be raised again. This is a powerful uh, reminder to them. And Luke tells us in verse 8 that they remembered his words. So they heard this in in his presence as he was teaching, and, and he was giving them all clues and hints. And it's just true that sometimes we get information that our minds are not yet ready to process. And later we go, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why we have this thing called an aha moment. This was an aha moment for them. They realized that Jesus had been so clear with them, but they didn't have eyes to see or uh, the ability to perceive what he was saying back when he was still with them. So you can picture the scene here. They're coming early in the morning. Uh, The Sabbath is over. They're anxious to come and anoint his body and prepare it while it's there in the tomb. And when they arrive, they find that the stone had been rolled away. Now, uh, we know that these graves were covered by massive stones. This could not be the work of a grave robber or someone Uh, Without the proper tools and equipment, and we're talking you probably need some simple machinery here to kind of help move this thing away. But they find the stone rolled away from the tomb, and uh, when they entered, and it says they did go in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Jesus was not there. Now, um, they're standing there for a moment, kind of scratching their heads, like, what is going on? And they're encountered by two men, who Luke describes as wearing clothes that gleamed like lightning. Now, the women obviously had never seen anything like this before in their lives, and so they're frightened, and they immediately go to the ground with their faces to the ground. Uh, But the men say to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? Now, that's a powerful line. Um, These angelic visitors are giving them a clue that Jesus is no longer dead, that he is alive. And so they're announcing in the same way that angels announced his birth to the shepherds who were watching their flocks by night. Angels come and announce to these women uh, that Jesus is no longer in the grave, that he's alive. He has been brought back to life. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? I think it's a powerful statement that the first two to hear that announcement were women followers of Jesus who in all reality don't get their due in the scriptural account because in that culture uh, women were not valued uh, as much as men and so they their names don't make it into the narrative, although there are some women followers of Jesus, female disciples, whose names do make it into the narrative account. But these two, um, and Luke's account, um, at least at this point, we're not told who they were. Um, and so they're standing there, and they get the greeting from the angels. They are the first to hear, and I just think that says volumes about Jesus' value of all people man, woman, child. Uh, We remember another place in Luke's Gospel where Jesus elevated the importance of children in the kingdom of God. The disciples were shooing them off, and Jesus said, No, let them come to me, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And my friends, I long for the day when we value all people for their God-given worth, and when we see each other through the lens of our... um, uh, our human, our equal humanness, we're all flawed in the same ways, we're all susceptible to the same kinds of things in this life, man, woman, or child, and um, we all struggle through this life, we all hit the wall at certain points where we're faced with loss and pain and and. Um, Hurt and all of the things that are common to the human experience, and I just long for the day when we can respect each other as co-equals in Christ. Uh, that we that we drop the importance of the distinctions we make based on gender, uh, based on ethnicity, based on economics, and we just view each other through the lens of another pilgrim struggling to make it through this life while staying faithful to Jesus. I long for that day. And I think it's beautiful that these women were the first to hear the announcement that he is alive. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Do you know we do that too? Uh, we go back to times in the past that seemed so very alive and so fruitful and so good to us. And those pastimes are really dead to us in a way. They're memories and we cherish the memory and we value what God was doing in our lives at that time. But some of us get locked into this trend of longing for the past, wishing for the old days. And I think the angels would say the same thing to us in, that, in those places in our lives. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Those times are dead and gone. But God is alive now in your life, and you are alive now. And what is he doing in your present? And what is God calling to you in the present that you're missing because you're longing so much for the past? I think there's a great warning in there for us, a great teaching for, in there for us. What about the past are you clinging to that's keeping you from being fully alive in the present? What about the past are you clinging to that's keeping God from doing a new thing in your life in the present? Why are you looking for the living among the dead? I'm convicted by that. They tell the women, he is not here, he is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And then in verse 8, it's beautiful. He says, they remembered his words. (laughs) They had heard Jesus say that before. This was their aha moment in verse 8. They got it. They got it. They finally saw what he meant. That Jesus was doing something bigger than they could imagine. Jesus was doing something bigger than they could understand from his words. What does he mean by delivered to the hands of sinners and crucified and then raised again? He was talking about resurrection. He was talking about victory over the grave. He was talking about ultimate victory over sin. They didn't see it then, but they see it now. And my friends, I hope that you see it now, that that empty tomb stands as a symbol for us, that we have victory over death and that we have victory over sin in Jesus. He won the battle. (laughs) The victory has been won And so we start a new week standing on uh, victorious ground in Christ because he has won the victory. So there's nothing we go into this week that we can face that Jesus is not victorious over. There's nothing we're facing in our lives right now that Jesus is not victorious over. There is no sin that can tempt us that Jesus is not victorious over. There is no affliction that can afflict us that Jesus is not victorious over. We have the victory in Christ, and that is the message, my friends. So let us go into this week with an attitude of being victors in Christ, not an attitude of being victims. All right, my friends, I love you. God bless. May these words continue to resonate in your hearts today.